You're listening to the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast with Johnny Michelson. Hey guys, it's Johnny here from Spirits People. Thank you so much for checking out this week's episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast podcast dedicated to tasting fine spirits without the influence of brands and marketing. So the second attempt of recording an audio and video podcast all at once. And uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how I get on here. So um, I have a spirit poured and I've tasted it just like I did for the first episode here of season two of the podcast. And uh, unfortunately, I'm unable to call out who is actually responsible for giving me this sample because I decided to take a whole bucket full of samples that I've received from friends and people in the Spears community around the world and put them into a giant pile. And uh, this sample here is one sample, and obviously you guys will know because I will call it out in the description below here on YouTube or in the show notes for the podcast so that um, you guys know who this is from. And of course, I'll reveal who is actually the owner of the sample that I have in the glass at the end of the podcast when I do the reveal. But for now, this is a complete blind sample to me. My wife was so kind to pour it in this glass before she left for dinner with some colleagues. So I'm just recording this episode here in the evening because um, there's a lot of stuff happening in in the world of this guy. And uh, uh, you'll probably know that I am a contractor and I'm currently looking at taking another contract. So trying to fill as many evenings with these recordings as possible. So for me to continue to do this stuff here and obviously also to continue to keep this advertisement free, I rely on my Patreon supporters and I just wanted to say thank you so much to all of you guys who support me on Patreon. If you haven't checked it out, please feel free to do so. It's patreon.com forward slash spirits people. And yeah, I think with that said, I'll jump into the first section and actually rather than taking a break, I'm going to jump straight into it because as I did the last time. I've done the nosing and tasting and the whole assessment ahead of time. So I'm just kind of recording this all in one go. And because I've done that, I'll just kind of have the the remaining sample here in the glass and I have it here. I'm showing it on the camera to people who are viewing this on on video, but I have about probably about 20 to 25 mil left in the glass. So throughout this recording, I'll kind of revisit and I'll nose it and I'll taste it at the end as well, just to kind of confirm what it is that I experienced the first time. So I did the tasting and nosing about half an hour ago, maybe 45 minutes. And then what I'm doing now is just kind of like reliving that moment. And I'll just kind of take you guys through my, uh, my tasting notes here. So as I explained in the first video, these are going to be somewhat unedited episodes. And I'll just kind of talk my way through it. And if I make mistakes, I'll make mistakes. And uh, yeah, it it makes it a little bit easier for me to maintain this podcast. And I do want to make sure that I, I get these episodes out. And unfortunately, I won't have too much time to edit these away. So 
there we have it. And with that said, I think I managed to ramble once more. And instead of jumping into the tasting, I'm just, I'm still talking. So I'm going to shut up and get moving. <laughs> All right. So first things first, I follow the WSET level three systematic approach to tastings. So I'll take you through the grid. I'll probably do a video on that grid at some point on YouTube, just so everyone who is not familiar with that can can go through it as well and just see how it works. But yeah, so first of all, in the glass, this is a clear spirit. There's no kind of haziness or anything like that. The color is a medium gold. And just looking at the potential texture here in the glass, I'm just swirling it here for a second. I got something in my eye. There we go. Swirling something here makes my eye twitch. So I'm going to stop doing that. So I have this beautiful ring of oils in the glass. And if you're watching on video, you might be able to see it, but it's starting to pull down pretty quick. So this is probably a medium viscosity. But again, like we did before, we'll we'll test how it holds up on the palette. But for now, we'll say this is a suggested texture of medium. And also, I shall say here, because I haven't actually pointed this out, like the suggested texture is something that I've added into this podcast. It actually is not part of um, the WSET grid. So I'll, I'll probably call it out in a separate video. But yeah, I have a few things there that I've added because it's it's just a few additional things that I use for for my tastings. So yeah, the suggested texture is something I've added in here because I find it fascinating on, on how the visual representation of the spirit holds up when you actually experience it in um, on, on the palette. Cool. So moving on to the nose. So a couple of things that jump out of the nose immediately are sultanas and, and apples. So those are a couple of things that will immediately start my brain thinking about um, single malt or blended malt whiskies. Those are two very key notes for me that that triggers that kind of category of spirits. So I'm already from the initial whiff here, um, just kind of taken in that direction. But in terms of the the aspects of the nose here, the condition is clean. There's no faulty aromas or anything like that, like any kind of cheesy or plasticky notes that you might get in in a faulty spirit and and i'll say a hundred percent or very close to a hundred percent of things that you buy off the shelf is never going to have any of those faulty aromas this is more something that you definitely experience in the distillery if you're getting familiar with taking cuts out of a run so like your heads and tails and stuff like that you're going to start start to recognize some of these faulty aromas anything you buy off the shelf like it's extremely unlikely yeah, yeah, you'll get any kind of faulty aromas. But yeah, this one is clean. The intensity is medium. So the intensity, again, just like from the chin's distance, there's not a lot coming out. But as soon as I, I get the glass up until the um, under my nose here, I'll start to get some of those aromas. And the first things coming out is the sultanas and it's the apples. So moving on from those kind of key notes there, I'll say one thing that that kind of over overarching uh, sensation of this spirit is that it's quite 
it's quite dense. It's not like a light and, and, and fruity version of, of, of those two aroma characteristics. It's quite a dense, it has a medium darkness to it. And there's a little bit of a drying sensation, which, which I wasn't able to pick out before, but I think I've nailed it down to maybe a little bit of a, a dry sherry or something like that. And so maybe also some lavender or something like that. There's like a, a blossomy note to it. So maybe some dried petals, um, or something like that. Um, but some other things I was able to pick out on the nose. <sighs> yeah, there's some light toffee, a little bit of a, a, a toffee note in there. I'm not sure whether or not at this point I wanted to call it a toffee note or more of a, a brown sugar or caramel note, but I think because of the the lightness of of where it sits it sits kind of in the back of the nose so it's not something that's very prominent so it comes across a little bit softer and toffee tends to have a little bit softer character than than caramel and also brown sugar so i'll call it toffee for the fact that it's it's kind of a, a just a hint so some light toffee there and then there was this weird combination of of flour or some some kind of baked crust, like a pie crust or something like that. And something I'll talk about when we hit the palate on how that kind of translate, because it actually, it translates beautifully into the palate. So I'll talk about that in a second. The last couple of things here is that there were some, there was some dried orange peel, there were some cloves. And then, yeah, so I was saying before, uh, hints of that kind of uh, a dry sherry or something like that. So yeah, very, very nice variety of, of characteristics on the nose and also a very beautiful integration of, of those sweeter notes, the more, um, the, the darker notes and the floral notes. And, and it's all kind of just, it's, it's very well balanced on the nose, I'll say. Like a lot of these things um, kind of harmonize really well. In terms of the, the ABV, I think the nose... I'd say at this point it's probably in the mid 40s. It could be a little bit higher, but I'll say probably around 45, 46%. If this is a, if this is a single malt, it's it's likely to be in that 46 character range. Um, but again, when we hit the palate, we'll we'll see how it goes and see how that holds up. Cool. So let's jump into the tasting, and again. I'll do this in one go here. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna cut a break in here that I've done before. And I'm just trying this out. This may not actually work. Um, and if you guys think it's better to have a break in between just to kind of um, take a breather, just let me know in the comments below if you're watching on video or just reach out to me on uh, my Instagram account at Spirits People or if you're on Patreon, just, just ping me. Um, happy to take feedback, but yeah, I'm just gonna keep going here. So on the palate, um, the first sip I took, uh, what I tried to do is assess the sweetness um, and that's like whether or not I think there's any sugar added to it. And um, it's hard to explain. I think it's something that you just have to practice and, and be able to identify. And obviously I'm never gonna be able to 100% say that whether or not something has sugar in it. But I think this here is, is pretty likely not to have sugar in it. So I'll say this is a dry spirit and the intensity on the palate is medium. So the volume of all the characteristics and, and how it kind of 
reacts in the mouth and the mouthfeel and stuff like that. The intensity is a medium and the texture is quite silky. There's a little bit of a bitter texture um, to it and the viscosity maintains that kind of medium viscosity that um, I was getting in the glass as well. So, so yeah, it kind of holds up actually quite well. Um, so as you look at it and then you get that translation of, of how that actually feels like, it's a very beautifully uh, linked um, feeling here or experience here with, with this particular spirit. So on the palette, I'll just kind of, I'll take you through my notes here. So on the palette, the first thing I got was, was actually none of the things that I was getting on the nose. The first thing I was getting is this malty sensation. Like there was a maltiness to it. It took me two or three sips to realize some of these other uh, aspects of, of the nose, the profile from the nose starting to come through. So it was developing a little bit in the glass and also just acclimatizing my palette to the specific spirit here. It took a little bit of time. Um, not sure whether or not the fact that that took a little bit of time means something or not. Um, I'm not sure. But for now, uh, I'll just say that it definitely took a little bit of time for it to adjust to my palate. Could have been something I ate earlier, you just never know. Uh, but yeah, the malt was the, the stuff that came out. And it, it just made me think again, like uh, to to conclude something from that is like, well, it could be that yes, this is in fact a single malt because you will get that multi sensation or sometimes you'll get like a cereal or other other aspects of, of that uh, category of notes to be able to identify what it is that you're drinking here. So I'm thinking that yes, the, the things that I got from the nose makes me still think that yes, this is a single malt. So the maltiness came through what I was getting, getting now is this sensation of baked apple. So the reason I say this is because I did a, a video experiment a while back where I was doing some, some different variations of apples and pears to see if you can identify in your tasting notes the difference between fresh fruit, baked fruit, and caramelized fruit. And what I found was that with baked apples and baked pears is that both of those sensations has this dryness to it. So it almost feels like a, um, a pie crust combined with that flavor. So what I was getting on the nose was not necessarily baked apples, but it was fresh apples. And then I was getting this weird sensation on the side of that, which was this kind of flowery uh, note, like a very dry, almost like that kind of baked goods, like a crust of something. But on the palate, those two almost almost slightly disconnected aroma characteristics became one, which was actually really nice to 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 not have to kind of disregard one or the other. It actually it actually really works. And and I'll say for that, the journey that this spirit is taking me on in terms of like all the way from the visual uh, into the nose and then following that into the palette is actually quite beautiful. So what else is here on the palette? So there's some um, some orange peel coming through still. I was getting that on the nose as well. Some cloves, um, a little bit more powerful on the palette than they were on the nose. There was hints of cloves. And then there was this like dry sherry again, or like a fortified wine of sorts. It, it's a very uh, drying sensation, but also like there's a 
there's a bitterness on the side of my tongue, which sometimes I'll get from from certain things that's been finished in um, in yeah fortified one casks. So with all of that said, I'm I'm kind of I'm kind of thinking now that maybe this is a potential um, second or maybe a third fill sherry cask that's um, been used for this spirit. And then as I was thinking that, I was also thinking that well there's a lack of evidence that this is actually or this could have been uh, uh, ex-bourbon cask or recharge uh, cask or something like that because there was no there's no really vanilla notes or anything like that that kind of would make me think of a bourbon cask or, or anything like that so potentially something that's a second fill because it wasn't really an overpowering sensation and also if you look at the spirit in the glass Sometimes what you get with uh, first fill um, cask, like fortified wine or just a wine cask for that matter, you'll get a little bit of a tint in the glass. And there's no real, there's no real tint. It's a beautiful kind of medium gold here. So it could have been just a second or maybe even a third fill. But again, as always, I could be completely wrong. This is just kind of my my mind is trying to translate all this stuff and process into what this potentially could be. But as of right now, I'm thinking that yes, there's potentially some influence here of a um, of a fortified wine. I'll I'll call it sherry cask for now. So the finish here is um, is medium. It's not actually too long, which was a little bit of a letdown and also a lot of the complexity from from the nose and and uh, I'll, the palate wasn't actually that complex. But no, the nose was medium complex. The palette was a little bit more simple, and then the finish had a little bit of complexity, but it's, it was quite short. So there was a little bit of malt, and the, the little bit of bag, baked apple um, was coming through as well. But I'll say that it's not a bad spirit because of that, but I think because of that almost simplification as you go through, I'll say it knocks it down from an outstanding spirit to a very good spirit. And that's going to be the conclusion, which is uh, part of this system that I use, um, that it lives in the very good category. For that reason, it's in the very top end of that, because I'll say that it is a very, very nice, um, very nice spirit. But yeah, it is not an outstanding uh, category spirit uh, for, for those reasons. I'll say finally here, in terms of the ABV, I think we're probably in about the higher 40s here. There was a little bit more of a kick on the on the ethanol in the mouth, like it was a little bit drying as well. So yeah, I think we're probably looking at something that's a little bit higher than, than 46. So maybe, I don't know, let's say 48. Let's say 48% and uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what that takes us. <laughs> cool. Uh, <clears throat> That was a long spiel. Normally I have breaks in between here, so I do apologize if if this feels like a long ramble. As I said, do let me know, but I felt like I wanted to try and just do this in, in, in one go and see if, if it was easier for you guys to, to follow along as I'm kind of jumping a little bit back and forth between nose, palate, and appearance. Uh, because everything, obviously, as as most people would probably agree that you can't just do one section and then leave it alone like everything will develop and it really ties down to one experience so i feel like taking a break in between as good as it is for me it might not actually <clears throat> it might actually make that 
make me disconnect the different uh, aspects of the spirits um, a little bit more, which is unintended, of course, but let's see how this goes. And uh, yeah, if it doesn't work, we'll change it, as we say. All right, cool. So my wonderful wife has put the nose, uh, not the nose. <laughs> she has put something in here. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> so uh, I don't know if people on the video can can see the note here, but this is in fact, Aaron, single cask exclusive from Norway. So I know exactly who this is from. And this is from Ebhead, who is um, part of the London Whiskey Club who lives in Norway, is very active on <clears throat> on all the YouTube live streams and stuff like that. So absolutely amazing. Aaron single cask exclusive. This is a 21 year old. I did not, I did not see that coming. And the ABV is 53.1%. Oh, wow. That is a lot higher than I thought. I definitely masks the ABV and now retrospectively the 21 year old now that I have this information and this is this is what's interesting now that I know this my mind will start racing so the ABV sometimes get more integrated into the spirit with age and the same can go for all the different aspects of the nose and the palate like the different aspects of of any kind of aspects of the profile such as let's say the nose like a lot of those characteristics can become much more integrated. And, and for cognac, you have this uh, ranchio term, which means that everything kind of mellows in together, or, or I don't know if that's what it actually translates to, but it's, it's that kind of connection of, of everything. So it almost, it almost makes a lot of sense to me that the ABV is a little bit higher here because it feels, it feels like it was very integrated into this spirit here. The last thing here says, this is a bourbon hogshead. And this is a surprise to me. And also the fact that it is an Aaron, hmm, I wasn't getting any of those kind of coastal notes that I normally get from Aaron. There's normally a little bit more of a, let's nose that again. Yeah, there's normally a little bit more of a, different profile from Aaron. But again, those are the notes I got and uh, <laughs> it's blind tasting. So can't take anything back. Interesting. Awesome. Ebed, if you're watching or listening, thank you so much for giving me this sample. I know you were, uh, you're handing out samples like a crazy person before you uh, left the, the tasting we're at at the time. I think this is a couple of months back. So it's a while back. So you might not even remember giving me this, but thank you so much for, for sharing this with me. This is actually really, really nice. I'll, I'll probably taste it again. I probably have a little bit left here. <clears throat> so see, I'll do a little bit of a, a post blind tasting as, as I like to call it. Um, once my palate is set and down, had some food and, and done some different things and come back to it. So, so yeah, cool. That's it. Awesome. I don't know what else to say. <laughs>
I'll say thank you so much for listening and watching to this episode of the Spirits Blind Tasting Podcast. I appreciate you spending a little bit of time with me here. And as I've said before, this is part of my journey. And I'm just trying to educate myself a little bit as part of my study for the WSET Level 3 Award in Spirits. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you guys supporting me over on Patreon as well. And if you haven't checked it out, feel free to do it. Patreon.com forward slash Spirits People. And uh, yeah, if you ever want to reach out, have a chat, feel free to do so at Spirits People on Instagram and Twitter as well now. Um, I haven't really used Twitter much. I, I seem to be seem to be spending a little bit more time over there. I'm not sure if I'm a tweeter, uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I do have a Twitter account. So if you're on Twitter, feel free to ping me over there as well. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. That was a long spiel. My mind is a little bit all over the place right now. I'm not used to having uh, to do all this stuff in one go, but let's see whether or not it works. And um, I don't know, you guys tell me. That's it. See you guys next week. Cheers. <laughs>